0: Ready? I want to do a zoom, a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom!
1: Just Just shake shake your your rope! Just shake (laughs) it!
2: That rope! That rope! Move it! Shake it
1: around a bit! (laughs) (laughs) Rope!
0: Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast, where we sometimes... Talk about video game music. At other times, we talk about Rex and effects. Rex and effects. Um, Rex and effects. Ready with a rump shaker. Break <laughs> it down. I can't say that any wider, even if I try. Um, yeah, sure you could. So this is episode nine-six. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. <laughs> And um, every week we get together, we listen to great video game music, we we talk about it, we talk about why we like it, we talk about the the games themselves, and we have a great time. Yeah, generally
2: the idea is just, if it's fun for us, we kind of cross our fingers and hope it'll also be fun for you too, you know, that's kind of what it's all about, just enjoying ourselves and discussing things we like, in this case BGMs. (laughs) It's just like, pray to
0: God someone's listening, and you think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Is uh, that what any podcast would do, though? I think so, yeah. Um, have you been playing anything new this week? Or have, you've been like reviewing some games. What was the last thing you reviewed? Um, I reviewed for, I may as well plug
2: it, because otherwise I'd be kind of off. Yeah, go for it. It's a podcast called The SML Podcast, and the last game I reviewed for them was a game called Super Cloud Built, which I'm actually thinking about doing as a record, like maybe a Twitch record for this show, too. Cool. yeah. But uh, it was a pretty cool game, though also really frantic and kind of frustrating, which would make it perfect to record for a show. (laughs) Um, But I reviewed that, and I have a few more games on the docket that are coming up that I look forward to. I'll probably mention those next week here, too. But it's been more so about the darn board games. The obsession sticks. And I need to serrate my credit card. Keep playing with us
0: until you catch up. But I can't because I keep adding more to the back. I <laughs> know, uh, and I just introduced you to another um, another YouTube show and podcast uh, that's amazing out of the UK. Uh, shut up and sit down. It is It is freaking yeah, hilarious. Quentin Smith, Matt Lees, Paul Dean. Killing it. I went Love there in hopes of not buying a game today.
2: Oh, they will convince you. But instead, you. I went there an
0: hour later and grabbed it. So oh, i was I like, whoops. <laughs> they will convince you that this game is the best. And it's very so good. And they're so convincing. Um, so let's talk about the topic this week because you came up with this week's topic. Indeedly, um It is a topic that I feel like a lot of people know of,
2: but very few people talk of because of the types of tracks that usually fall under this category. That type, that type of category, specifically being password themes. Um,
0: the issue with them is that they're usually short, yeah, meant to loop. Yeah, we're talking about like older because. Older systems, you couldn't always, you didn't always have like the the battery or whatever, and was required to save the game to the hardware. So they would program in a specific codes so that you could put in, and they would take you back to that level with that amount of health, with that many items. So you'd have to have a screen to input your password, which you would commonly screw up over and over again. So you needed some. Some music, some pleasant music to go along with it. God, it feels weird that we're discussing this like this archival information because it actually is. It's starting, yeah, this, ah, it's ancient, ancient stuff. So we thought we would expand this to um, selecting your save file. Yeah. Right? So, or not saving your game because we've done that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So selecting your save file. Selecting your save file, though, I did
2: take one small liberty which will come up in the show, but I think it still counts. But for the most part, it's selecting your password or selecting your save file, putting password, acquiring passwords.
0: Well, how about I kick us off? Get down to business! I'm going to start off with a system I don't always choose from. This is the Game Boy Advance, and this is the game Yoshi Topsy-Turvy. Oh, I remember yeah, that game. That. This is the file select. So this is a game where you can save your game, but you're choosing your file. Um, and this is composed by Tatsuyuki Maeda and Masaru Satsum.
2: Get down.
0: Get down. You shake your rump to this one. Shake it.
2: I don't want to is Play my game, game, game.
0: This is the file select music from the game Yoshi Topsy Turvy for the Game Boy Advance, composed by Tatsuyuki Maeda and Masaru Setsun. This is a, it's got like a cool, like kind of Caribbean kind of skank to it, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's, it's got a skank yeah, to it. Yeah, you know, like that, that uh, you're, you know, ska, ska music. Ska music. I'm getting really uh, white again for now. Are you basically <laughs> like dup dup? <laughs>
2: Like horns going off. Okay. I can kind of see that. A, a, a dash of it. I'm just more big into the weird sounds they slapped in there for whatever reason. Like, I think a lot of Yoshi tracks have a habit of doing that. They always, they'll always put either sounds of Yoshi's talking, singing, yeah, yeah. or just like odd, just sounds in the tracks that on the surface don't make a lick of sense, but after enough listens. They become a part of the
0: tune, and you accept them as one. Yeah. I mean, do you, th- do you think that we're kind of... Do you think that's like the Yoshi sound in the game? Or do, or do you think it's
3: the...
2: Sound? I'm thinking on the Game Boy Advance, they still were definitely capable of putting the classic
0: Yoshi sound yeah, in, so yeah. that's just got to be some weird willy-nilly thing. I, I like it. I think it really makes the track. I mean, clearly there's that weird little um, breakdown with that... that boop. Actually, it's coming up. Um... Yo, Yoshi. Yo, break it down for me. Break it down for me, Yoshi.
2: I do definitely like, appreciate this. Like, I yeah. didn't... <laughs> like, I never played this specific game because I don't think it reviewed too well. And at the time, I was looking for any excuse not to spend cash. But uh, I did like that during the later years of the Game Boy Color and also some of the Game Boy Advance years, they took this weird chance on games that are controlled by tilting the system. Whether, oh, that's that what. That's what this one was. Yeah, like the cart would have an accelerometer in it, mm. and it would allow you to control the motion of the character or the environment by tilting the actual system itself, and letting it
0: pretty much do the work. Oh. There was WarioWare Twisted. I know the, the only one I know of is the um, that Kirby one. It was like Kirby. Oh, so good. Kirby Tilt T- 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 and Tumble. Tilt K- T- and Tumble. The game Sounds that just like
2: sit and spin. <laughs> the, the fact that it never got a sequel on a system that now is in color has backlighting. And is better able to support tilt function. Oh my gosh,
0: you can play that on an iPhone and it'd be awesome. Yeah, but even if
2: if they want to keep it console, based like the Wii U could have done it. The Switch could do it. The 3DS could do it. Like All these systems could do it way better than the original console (laughs) did. And the only reason why I think that most of those games didn't take off so well was because the systems themselves weren't built in a way to make it Function like it could. Like, you would play WarioWare Twisted, and there would be games we have to turn the system a full 360
0: degrees. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, how are you supposed to keep track of what's on the screen if you're tilting the system? You know what? I've got a problem. I've got a problem with iOS games and, like, touch games. And anything on on a mobile phone where you have to have your finger on it, Mm -hmm. you put your finger on the screen, that's about 40% of the screen gone. And that's why
2: Sega. Sega Forever failed in my eyes from the start. Sega Forever,
0: Sega Forever. Oh, what? yeah, the games, the games, the, the the Sega, this the classic Sega Genesis games they were released, right?
2: Yeah, they were putting them all on iPhones and like mobile systems. Yeah, for free unless you paid like two bucks for controller support. But everything I've heard about that was that it wasn't precise enough to make it work. Yeah, but if you're playing without the controller, you got to deal with your fingers all over the screen. It's, and I tried uh, playing Kick Chameleon with touch controls. Love or hate mobile, <laughs> if you can sit there and tell me you can yeah. be Kicking me with Tusk it's Control, not, I'll
0: call you a liar. It's not It's not fun. I, I, I was trying to play um, Fantasy Start, and even that, like, it was weird.
2: Yeah, um, it doesn't work. And the thing is you'd think
0: that would be the most likely to work because there's no precision required. Exactly. Now, I have been playing um, a game called Bullet Hell Monday, which is a, a bullet hell game. With that's would like level like really short levels, hmm. but it's really good because you can use your finger on it. But a lot of the harder levels are so much harder because again your hand is covering the screen. You're blocking your You're hit blocking. blocks or
2: where the bullets are coming.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I keep my finger below the the the, the plane below the um, the ship, the, the player. Yeah, and I can move them around that way. But then again, like that means I have to have my player higher up on the screen. <laughs> Which puts you, in more, puts you in harm's way, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of p- blocks me into a corner. But that that's a fun game. Um, I've got nothing else to say other than this. This is a reggae-tinged kind of Caribbean kind of... Um, I'm glad I'm drinking a coconut LaCroix. Because of Yoshi Topsy Turvy? Yeah. <laughs> nothing says Yoshi like... Lacroix, <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe if I had something a little stronger, this would be definitely be topsy turvy. Oh, touche. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's for later for me though. But yeah, you got the coffee right. Is that coffee you're drinking? Sort of French vanilla. Okay, that's yeah with caffeine. I used to drink that all the time.
2: But why well, used
0: to? Get back on. I decided that I don't like coffee, and I'm not gonna lie to myself anymore. Welcome to Team Tea. I'm just yeah tea. Um, me and Kermit the Frog. That's what we do, man. (laughs) Why don't (laughs) Why don't you start up with your next track? So for my next track,
2: my most god awful Kermit impression, (laughs) I am going to choose the password theme from the game Guardian Legend. Ooh, and the composers for this fun track are Masatomo Miyamoto Takeshi and Santo. I'm a (laughs) Jamaican. Apparently, I'm Jamaican. That sounded like Italian to me. (laughs) I don't even know what I am anymore. But anyway, this is the password theme from the game Guardian Legend. (laughs) Hope you like it. Because it's not easy being green. listening to Guardian Legend Password theme from the game Guardian Legend, composed by Masatomo, Miyamoto Takeshi, and Santo. Love those aliases that they have on those old games. <laughs> um it's kinda funny, I'ma just open it up and say this on the show proper. Yeah. But I picked these tracks like two weeks ago because <laughs> we had a actually were ahead of our game with our selections. And now that I'm listening to it again it's like why does it sound slightly different or not like I remember. Oh, Still really? good but not like my brain wanted it to be. Well, some sometimes reason.
0: like listening to the stuff with headphones like really changes like how
2: it sounds. And That's probably what it was, because when I was listening to it earlier, plus listening to it in-game itself, I never had headphones on, so I'm picking up more now. Yeah. So maybe I did the tweak. Um, this is one of those games where a password is very important to have, and quite frankly, without it, you'd be pulling your hair out trying to beat this in one sitting, because the game is not easy. It is very brutal. The platform walking levels, because it has two types of gameplay. There's the ground floor levels where you're exploring a labyrinth, and there's sections of the game where you transform into a ship, because apparently that's what you can do. Absolutely. And you go into a shooting stage where the graphics scroll very quickly, enemies come at you very ferociously, or viciously. And you're lucky to
0: actually even make sense of what you're doing. Like it really does get to be that bad sometimes. Yeah, we played some music from this game a, a few episodes ago. Actually, and I remember being like, "Wow, this is really cool." It's like very advanced sounding to me.
2: I'm going to throw a die out there and take a guess and say that it
0: was from probably like the grass theme stage or the um, grass fields. That's what it sounds. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, that's my favorite track in the game. It's very, very good. This is a really interesting one because as it was uh, looping, I didn't realize it was looping. <laughs> Oh, it just kind of bled together in a nice, yeah, comforting it all, way? it all fit together. And I think we're going to find that with all of our tracks, that like they're short and they loop, but there's a lot of interest involved. You don't notice it right away.
2: Mm. Well, I am definitely comfortable with this track. I do feel as though this is an example of a game where password themes may well have saved it from the frustration zone.
0: Mm. Um, well, here's a Ghosts Goblins could have used that. Oh, no kidding. Well, here's a question: oh. uh, How how long is the password on this game? Do you remember? Like, how long? I really don't, because <laughs> this was a game that I never owned. I only rented or borrowed it. Do you? Can you think of a of a game that had passwords
2: that were horrible? River City Ransom by easily, easily. That game had four bars. Each bar maybe had like ten characters. So you're looking at about forty characters. Keep in mind, this is me remembering something from 1989, now, so I get off my back this from sounds, wrong. This
0: sounds right, but I think I've got you beat. Continue.
2: Oh, uh-oh. Um, but yeah, to me, that was probably when I remember the most. Castlevania was the simplest because it was just a bunch of pictures. Yeah,
0: Mega Man was pretty simple because it was a grid. Yeah, so, so you can be wrapped a, by yeah, an yeah. image. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: Metroid didn't have lengthy passwords, I think. Oh,
0: I don't think so. Now, Willow. For the NES. The motion picture I never played that game But it looked awesome It How was cool was that? Okay again It was like four or five Lines of text Uppercase and lowercase mm. And the, it was like In that weird script
1: pencil-y. Did it zeros and O's Yeah
0: it did zeros and O's And it was that weird Scripty text So like you couldn't tell If it was uppercase Or lowercase oh. <laughs> I would sit there For like Seriously just to play That game again it would, it would be like an hour And I would try to get Back to playing Willow where I didn't know what I was doing anyway because, you know, those classic adventure games. Just, you had to have the uh, the guide or something to play. And for the record, listeners who were <laughs> too young for the password system,
2: the most frustrating component to any password system, which I guess you may still experience in today's age of inputting you know, redemption codes on your Xbox or your PS4 or yeah, whatever, yeah. but there was always that issue of inputting 40 to 45 characters and getting password error because you wrote down one letter yeah. incorrectly. Yeah when you were in a rush to
0: scribe it down to go to bed or right putting it all in there having it saying incorrect and then it wiping everything out oh that was and the and worst like, to do it again like you could just <laughs> let me yeah. go back and correct it thanks for nothing oh jer- man it's terrible so what is your next run around right. the pike here well I'm going to I feel I feel like I feel like I've gone back to him a lot in the past two episodes but I, I have to keep doing it this is Matoi Sakuraba on the Sega Genesis this is for the game Arcus Odyssey, which is, I think, one of his first games on the Sega Genesis. And this is the password music for Arcus Odyssey. This year... This is the password music from the game Arcus Odyssey for the Sega Genesis, composed by Motoi Sakuraba. And this is, this is fun. It's got so many movements to it, um, and, but it's so happy, man. It's just like it's a feel-good track. Also, just to touch on an earlier point you made, you can
2: never have too much Motoi Sakuraba. So just want okay, to good, get thanks. that out of yeah, the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. We could have an entire episode or 20 devoted to him, and I'm not sure how the fans would feel about it. But I would be just fine. I'd <laughs> be all about it. Yeah, um, I,
0: I love I love the music he's composed for the Sega Genesis, and this is no exception. It just sounds so good. All those this drum fills, and there's um this little keyboard, those backing keyboard chords. It sounds so good to me. Mm. This is groovable.
1: I can yeah, say that much for super, sure. Super
0: groove.
2: And I this is one of the games where was like. I never got a chance to try it. I'm trying to remember what it even was. I like think it was an rpg actually, like maybe an action RPG.
0: Yeah, I think it's an action RPG.
2: But there was a lot of those on the Genesis that I never got a chance to get involved with, which need to be remedied. <laughs> Crusader of Senti, call fun call. <laughs> um, but if all the tracks I get to hear on that game look for, are similar in sound to this, then quite frankly, I say sign me the heck up. I'm ready to roll. Absolutely. So This this
0: track makes you like just want to get up and roll. This sounds like um, da, 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 da. it sounds like an '80s tune to me. I can't think of the name of it
2: right now. It'll come back to you. No,
0: oh, it's gonna come to me at the wrong moment. No,
2: it will, it will. I mean, you're the one that does all. You do the blurb at the. Uh, the you can just throw it everywhere. Right yeah, your I'll, really, I'll throw it on the website. So, anyway,
0: yeah, this sounds like this sounds like a funky '80s tune. I just I just can't place it. Why don't you kick us off on the next track while I'm thinking of it? Okay, I can do that. Well, I'm going to go with a staple
2: track in this case because if we did an episode of this show and did not have a track, oh, sorry, an ep- a tr- this theme, and I did not kick a tr- track from these this series of game, I'd be kicking myself in the neck. Reistone? Let's not talk
0: about that. <laughs> 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 Let's not talk about that game. There's no password select on Reistone.
2: Yeah, but you'd find a screen. You'd probably find like a debug screen with passwords, knowing you. For that game. There is, there is a music player
0: in the game. Anyway, that's Rystar. We're talking about your track. Yes, right, which is your not Rystar, but. Not nothing could be Rystar. <laughs> anyway, can I just hold you down for a minute? I want to tell you about Rystar just for a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> no. That'll be a no. <laughs> right, right. But so, what this, you got?
2: So, I had a lot of trouble choosing the specific Mega Man game I was going to go with here, because it's obviously for Mega Man. But I decided of all the Mega Man's. I'm going to go with Mega Man 5's password. Excellent. And the composer of that particular Mega Man game is Mari Yamaguchi. Yes. So the password theme for Mega Man 5. Hope you enjoyed. Excellent pick. Back, you're listening to the password theme from the game Mega Man 5, composed by Mari Yamaguchi. Now, this is so good,
0: in fact, that I also picked this track. It uh, is amazing. We have never picked the same track before, ever. We really have. I mean, it might be, I'm not gonna say never because there's
2: gonna be that one guy who remembers, but <clears throat> no, no, I don't if think we have it. If I we have so. it, has been like once, <sighs> like I- it'd been one other time at the most, but. There's a good reason why this track was a double damn. And yeah. that's because, quite frankly, this is the best of the Mega Man password themes. Mega Man 2 lovers, get out my face. Because you can't <laughs> touch this. This is freestyle worthy. Like, I was trying to come up with rap, rap flow lyrics yeah, well, to this.
0: While I was cutting the track, I actually took the uh, the little opening, like, breakdown, and just looped it, and just let Purnell go on it for a while. And I did, like, it was great. I mean, this is one sort of things where, like, one day
2: before an episode I'm going to start just like rambling off but I don't want to do it on this one because I don't like embarrassing Rob
0: in a sense that I'd be embarrassing myself <laughs> but this this game is I mean this music is like so it's so Mega Man it's so Mega Man rhythm you know what I mean like it's it just is it's got that cool like Tom Tom the boop 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 it's, it's all thrown in there. It's just perfect. This the, and then the rhythm is perfect and then like the little melody. It's it's quick. It's really quick. It's probably the shortest song we've played on the show ever. And yeah, I like it's it. It's short <laughs> but eternal. It's short, like a Mega Man short. But I gotta
2: ask. What yeah. I'm not sure if you remember much of these, because I don't know how many of them you've played. Is this a personal question? I don't know, it depends <laughs> on how personal you want it to be by virtue of the question. <laughs> but Okay. What, what is your favorite Mega Man weapon?
0: This is a personal question.
2: It is a personal question. I mean, this could be a life utility reasoning, or it could be just game use reasoning, whatever you
0: want. Let me think about that.
2: I... I love... Oh, let me rephrase that. Not including the metal blade, because that's cheating. Metal blade's cheating.
0: Metal blade's cheating, because it's why. Because it's probably the best weapon in the series. Yeah, it could be. Gemini's pretty good. Uh, Anything you could do off of... Anything you could do vertically off of a ladder is really good. But I am gonna say that I really like Hardman, the hard knuckle. Hard knuckle, intriguing. I like I like I like weapons that do that. It's like um, you hit it and it's it's not immediate satisfaction, but it, it packs a wallop. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, the slow burn. Yeah, the slow burn. I like that. So I'm I'm all hard knuckle. What what's you got? What's what's I, all, what's on your what? What's, if I hit start on Purnell and scroll through the weapons, what's the what's the, what's number one? Hmm. Well. There are a lot of good weapons in the series, beep, 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 which is unfortunate
2: because I don't think I have an outright favorite. Beep, beep, but I'm going to just name like three and just deal with it. All right. So there's the needle cannon yeah. for pure just like rapid you know concession fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, magnet missile. That's a good oh, magnet missile.
0: Amazing, yeah.
2: And. From Mega Man 9, I remember using it a lot. The Jewel Satellite. Yes. It's probably the best shield weapon they ever did.
0: I think so too. So, so one are you going with? Oh, I'm a hybrid robot. All right. the Mega Jewel. Mega Jewel Cannon. Sorry, the Magnet Jewel Cannon. The, the, the magnet one's a really good pick. I didn't. Th- I didn't think of that one.
2: It was awesome you too. Like it does. Yeah. The, it, it mentions it does what you mentioned up the ladder too. Like if you've got guys down below that you don't want to deal with, as far it just scums homes in on them yeah. and just
0: takes them out. Um, flying enemies coming at you, and you can't think about them right now. You just shoot the magnet at them. And someone might say, why not use the dive missile? Because that's like an actual actual homing missile,
2: but the dive missile was weaker than the magnet missile, so I'll take the power and direct fire versus a slow, weak, you know, direct, you know, homing
0: device. While we're still listening to Mega Man, least favorite. Least favorite? Oh, man, that's... That's Because there's a lot of there's a number of really
2: crappy There's, weapons. A lot of bombs. A lot of blue blue bomber bombs. I will say almost every weapon in six was terrible. But um, hmm. let me see. I would say the top spin yeah. because it was desi- the, the the concept is really awesome. But the way the game utilized it, it was never utilized in the way that I oh. would want to use it regularly. It's impossible to use without getting hurt. Flash stopper is hot garbage. Hmm. Actually, that is my least favorite weapon. Really? The flash stopper. Yes. They improved on it on four. To the point where the Flash Stopper, first of all, was terrible in its own game. <laughs> yeah. But then when they released the Bright Stopper, it's like, why did you just do it in the first place? You could fire your gun with the Bright Stopper, you still stop time, and you can turn it off whenever you want. Mm. Versus the Flash Trash, which is one time use, can't get rid of it, and it just burns like a Dude, hot seething fire. You call it the Flash
0: Trash. It is Flash Trash. That's amazing. What about you? A bubble Lead. Yeah, bubble a bu- Lead is a Bubble dumb. Lead or Snake? Snake Man Snakes.
2: Oh, no, no. Search Snake
0: has uses, though. The Search Snake has uses. You can take that thing and run it up a <laughs> wall and take out, like, like, wall cannons and stuff, at least. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get out of Mega Man. Um, our next track is from a game called Live Alive for the Super Nintendo, composed by Yoko Shimomura. And this is the select music. It's called Select Alive. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like that. Yeah,
0: it's got some amazing music. Yoko Shimomura is fantastic. So this is from the game Live Alive for the Super Nintendo. the song Select Alive from the game Live Alive for the Super Nintendo and Super Famicom composed by Yoko Shimomura. Very um, cinematic. I do like this track quite a bit actually. And this
2: actually reminded me of something really bad about my little history bubble there. Which is that this game, I've been intending to play this game for a number of years. Oh Oh yeah, this is a game that it got a fan translation. Never came to the states. Did get a fan translation on the SNES. And one of my friends, Rob, also named Rob, um, was really into the idea behind this game. And there was a moment back in the day where I had something called the RPG of the Month Club, which I actually kind of wouldn't mind bringing back. I remember that. I remember you doing that. It was a lot of fun. Just the downside was that a lot of people
0: were adults, which sucked because that means free time wasn't. A plenty, Yeah, so, for these games that take hours and hours to get through, it's hard to, to make up that time. Exactly, yeah. and even though you weren't really required to complete the game to participate, a lot of people made it as
2: if to say if they couldn't complete the game, what was the point of participating at all? Ooh. So it was like,
0: oh, just play it, and hard, give your impression. Exactly, It's well, for a lot of these games, I can see we're like getting to a certain point to get the full idea, the full breadth of the story and the characters, makes sense but that's still a lot of time. Maybe if if you you, only go halfway through some of these games.
2: But if you think about it, it's like, let's say you and I are both doing an RPG game. I have time to get to the entire game. You have time to get to half of it. And our takeaways are, this game has an amazing plot. Like, mine would be like, it has an amazing plot. The way it wrestled at the end just made it all worthwhile. And You're like, you know, I got to like the halfway point of the game. And it was like a slow burn. I never got to the point where I realized why this game had any merit. And quite frankly, I don't care to continue. Which case... As full on as the entire audience of the group can gauge from that, is that this game doesn't really pick up until X point in the game. It's very easy to see that people who didn't get to that point didn't develop the, you know, the heartwarming story arc which envelops the rest of the game, which therefore I changed your opinion of it. So it's like, there you go. Um, But that to me, this was one of those games and Mm -hmm. I barely phased it. It had a really interesting battle system that was like a top down you know, just kind of move a guy from like so you, square to You square. did play it. I did play but it. You just
0: didn't go all the way through it.
2: I barely scratched it. Like oh, okay. I'm not talking like, oh, I got like a quarter way through. I mean like, hey, you pick a character and you fought like two battles, like, well, if the game works. I better go do some stuff <laughs> and it never
0: came back. Well, the the soundtrack to this is one of my one of my favorites from Yoko Shimomura. It's so it's so big sounding for being on the, that Super Nintendo hardware. Oh she was I think she was pretty notorious for making grand tracks. Same with just Square
2: in general. I believe Live Alive was Square, but um, yeah, it's Square Soft yeah. But like, yeah, their their general scope on the SNES was to have tracks that gave off a sense of you know a grand scope of. I want I, I want to say the name was a like grandeur or Grandois, but um, I can't get the two. Anyway, like, like I'm, a, not, I'm not a scholar. An, I'm just a
0: man who an, likes music. An expanse, I'll take it. Yes. I'll take it. Like you're looking out into a <laughs> landscape of sound. Watch, I'm sure somebody's going to come back
2: on the comments section when we post this episode go, <laughs> Individual gentlemen, I have to <laughs> inform you that the proper word is blank. You know, it's we've had some good luck on the internet so far. That is true. I don't yeah. mind if a person comes up and says it in a humorous way. I think way. I might have just jinxed us. Yeah, because now we're going to get a bunch of people just like <laughs> sending us <like> death threats. <laughs> We're killing you for getting the English language, <laughs> for misinterpreting the English language. <laughs> no, you sh- no, no, no. Horrible people.
0: Nah, son. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your, what's your last track? Okay.
2: I'm going to go with a track that is not the password screen, but it is the place where you get your passwords. Okay. So it works for me. That works for me, too. The game is called The Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Nice. The track is called Keep an Adventure Log. And the tracks are composed by Kazuhiko Weihara and Harumi Weko. It is from the game The Legend of the Mystical Ninja, composed by Kazuhiko Uehara and Harumi Uweko. So good! So good. This game has an exceptional OST, and the majority of the good tracks happen in buildings. Like, it doesn't even happen on the stages themselves, it's just when you walk into buildings. So, this happens when you're on a level. You can't get your password until you find the house, the password house, and they provide this to you. And this is the music that you were greeted with when the guys like, "Would you like to keep it down?" Which is what he actually says, and then it's like, "Here it is." So, it's it's exceptional. I almost want to come up with a next, um, come up with an episode theme. Where we can get back to using more of these tracks, but it would almost likely have to be like shop theme
0: two or something. I think we. I think I played the shop music from this game before already. It's, I've I've actually listened through this whole soundtrack a number of times because it's really good. It is like it's.
2: I think it has two of my favorite tracks from the SNES on it.
0: An episode theme has just popped in my mind. I want to use it later. Hang on to that thread. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a thought, but it's so good. The, the soundtrack is so much fun. It's got that fun, like kind of like classic, like sound to it, but but really cool keyboard, like 80s sounding at the same time. And it also tries
2: to throw that like, not this track in particular, but a lot of the trash try to throw that. Ah, uh, uh, this, might, this might get me kicked by a number of people, but it does. It tries to throw that like that. Japanese sounding.
0: That's what I meant by like kind of traditional. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got that traditional sound to it because it's because it takes place in that kind of like um, old uh, Edo. Yeah, old Edo. Yeah, yeah, like historical Japan, um, but it's super cartoony. Yes. Do you fight like a giant
2: cat? Um. Yeah. You fight a giant lantern man who's got the <laughs> face of a cat, awesome. like a sort of like demon cat, and uh, you also have to go to a castle that's. Is home to Ninja Cats, but, of course, it's being overrun by, like, robot ninja men, and you have to take them out to save the Ninja Cats. Oh, I love it. There's just so many awesome things about this game that don't get enough love, and the fact that this series has been kind of dried up over the years makes me sob
0: internally. you ever seen um Samurai Pizza Cats? I have. I don't know. I have a weird impression of that
2: show because I want to like it. I like how absurd it is. It's just when it originally aired, it didn't click for me. But now that I catch clips of it, like on YouTube or whatever, I feel the appeal and wish I was into it when it first aired. Cause I like how they refer to the the enemy as the
0: Big Cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the that um that English dub was really over the top, like in a good way. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. at
2: that time, I didn't get that. Like it didn't click for me that this made sense. You should be laughing at this. I was more like, why do they take this awesome property? like samurai pizza cats, and then turn it into this abominable joke, this abomination of a joke,
0: but then I realized that is the joke, and that's why it's great. It is the joke. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's samurai pizza cats, so it's cats dressed up as samurai delivering pizzas. Yeah, it, well, ab- ostensibly to the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Shared <laughs> universe, Pernell. Get with me on this.
2: I, I don't know if I can feel that flow. Get it. Cats <laughs> delivering pieces to turtles ninjas versus samurais but they're actually copacetic in the fact that as long as they provide the pieces to the turtles they won't start turf wars with them that makes sense and it would also explain how they could afford all of the pieces they
0: ate with no jobs okay I am on board with this at some point they have to fight the ronin warriors but you know getting past on my 80s nostalgia here how about we bring this down for the bonus round
2: oh I can do that
1: <laughs>
0: Don't think I'm not going to put a drum fill, like, right there. How <laughs> dare you. The bonus round is the part of our show in which we play remixes and covers based on our theme. Wouldn't you know it that I picked a Mega Man remix? Really? Yes. This is from the artist Absurdist. Ab- absurdist. And this is his, from his album Boss Beats. And this track is called... A, B, C, D, E, 1, 2, 3, 4, (laughs) 5. Password screen. (laughs) I like it already. Hope, Hope you dig it. This is uh the password screen remix, ABCDE12345, <laughs> by by the artist absurdist. Um I hope you like that. That's been one of my favorites. Uh, that whole album is, is just awesome. All of these Mega Man remixes and really they're all in really different styles. And this one's got kind of that swing techno sound to it. Really fun. And just that that one motif. Really explored for a long time.
2: This just, just this episode just well we rephrase that. This track just made me feel glad that the mic stand is broken because I was drumming on it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't have to feel guilty about it because the microphone was not connected to it. Um, well, I'm I, glad you didn't you were like drumming with the microphone in your hand. Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't want to break the thing. You know, I'm <laughs> like, I misswung and a crash. Yeah. But uh, I just, there's something about, something especially nice about remixes that can take a really short loop. And expand upon it mm. to make it sound interesting for five freaking minutes. Yeah, this track was originally like 15 seconds long, if that. So yeah, it could have been like 12, but maybe. It could be. I mean, we all know. We definitely know it's at least it's no more than 15
0: seconds in length. <laughs> so what did you find? I'm really curious. Like I'm genuinely curious.
2: Well, this is the track that made me want to come up with the, put this topic out there. Oh so. yeah,
0: yeah. I usually, like I want to do this topic because
2: of this awesome tune composed by. The, he only did one track, which blows my mind. He used really? to do more. Well, maybe but he's got like a pseudonym. But uh, go on. His artist name is TJ Necco, and his name is Dominic Knoll. The track itself is from the game Goonies Two. It's called "I'm Taking It All Back," and you're gonna love this piece. Okay? I guarantee. <laughs> so much. That track, it makes me feel like I'm... It's from a game where you spend your time being frustrated about knocking all walls with a hammer or your (laughs) fist to find a diving suit that blocks the game, half the game off to you until you find it. But whatever. It turns that into the sense of launching off into space on a grand adventure
0: in such a way that I I had to get it on here. I I had to figure out a way. It's just like what you said, where it's like they took like something small and then just made something grander yes. out of the whole thing. That was amazing. It was very like almost dream poppy, but like a higher beat. You know, higher energy. Yes, it was speed pop. Speed pop. I like that. Speed, speed dream. Speed dream pop. <laughs> speed dreaming. Speed dreaming. Speed dreamin'. That was speed awesome. Speed dreaming. Yeah, no, I'm glad you found that track. That's so good. But whew, hope you guys liked it too. <laughs> But if you didn't, by all means, let us know so that I can yell at you. <laughs> yeah, <'Cause> Why? <laughs> <laughs> For more information uh, on the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com and we'll have links to their band camps, bios, SoundClouds, YouTubes, and anywhere you can get their music and support the artists. Been listening to Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast, Episode 9-6, Password and Save Select Music. Very, very kind of old school style. Yeah. For, for the most part. Taking some of
2: you younger gamers down a road, a trip down memory slash history lane.
0: A little, little bit history, a little bit a lot of fun. How about that? A
2: lot of RAM. Actually, <laughs> not
0: much RAM, which is where the past. <laughs> Oh. Oh, oh, okay, that's why this song is called Ram in Space. Nope, but it's a hilarious coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so gotta find that composer, make sure we got the right one for this, because that's, that's a big deal right now.
2: Yes, it is. <laughs> I still want to get it on the show, even though it probably won't be in the game itself much longer, but... Hey, what can I say? I good music is good music. Well, you,
0: you played this um, last week when we were doing something else, and it just got stuck in my head. It's so good. Yeah, because we were talking about doing the
2: Password theme episode, and I was like, well, we have to put this in there. This has to be at the end, because I love it so much. <laughs> and it was it secretly, it was just an excuse for Rob to loop it for me so that I could have it <laughs> so on you can have, you can have it on your phone.
0: That's pretty much the secret. The secret's right there, folks. (laughs) Well, um, uh, it's getting late, so I need to get out of here. But if you would like for more information on the show and a full track listing, go to the website, www.rhythmandpixels.com. And if you'd like to get uh, in touch with us, if you have any track suggestions, if you have any topic suggestions, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels (laughs) at hotmail.com. And if you want to see us on um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, youtube all those places type in rhythm and pixels all one word um if you want to uh check us out on the places anyway if you're listening to us on itunes listening to us on stitcher go ahead and hit that subscribe button that would really help us out and help more people uh find the show and also find this great music if you got any topic suggestions pass them along if you're some Special password
2: music that is near and dear to your heart that we didn't touch on. Share it with us on the forums, on the Facebook page, yeah. or on the twits, because I would be curious to hear if there was possibly a password
0: theme that I should have remembered but just somehow
1: didn't
0: click with for whatever reason. Yeah, I did have a few backups. It was amazing that we both picked that same Mega Man track. Um, but also before we, before we sign out, I want to let everyone know that um, the listen to the Forever Sound Version Video Game Music Podcast hosted by Michael Bridgewater in which uh Pernell and I guest on his show and we get into classic old school 8-bit computer systems. Gotta also say, even if he didn't guest on it, you should be listening to it anyway, because that man is on point. Yeah, he's got some great shows, great music. Um, he did an awesome Game Boy episode in which he played some excellent tracks. He's, he's he's got some really good picks, he's got he's got a really good perspective on the music. Um it comes out from a really good angle. A very pure, pure angle.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we're also gonna stomp him on the music <laughs> battle competition that will happen. Right.
0: So yeah. help us. Yeah, he's got to look out. Uh, We're coming for you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, tune in next Monday for another episode. You've been listening to the Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Have a great week. And remember, password <laughs> theft is a
2: huge issue nowadays. Account piracy, yoinkage, is terrible. So you're gonna make this
0: about software piracy? I really will.
2: (laughs) Watch your butts. Watch your accounts. Make good passwords. Seven (laughs) character minimum, possibly eight numbers, symbols, characters, sometimes spaces if you're feeling lucky. Don't use your information like your mom's birthday or your dad's last name. Just don't. Just
0: don't. Yeah, and really, if you want to be safe, uh, don't use the same password for multiple accounts and change your password regularly. That is the security 101 from Rhythm Pixels. I'm just telling you. We <laughs> I
2: had to! Oh, there's no way I can't we can't do a password no, so I'm like let's discuss passwords.
0: <laughs> we know what we're talking about. You think any of this is legit? No, this isn't even my 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 microphone. <laughs> hey, isn't that thing's password protected. <sighs> oh, it's DRM. It's gonna cut out for me any second now. <laughs> that's a dumb
1: joke <laughs> <laughs>